What's up? Welcome to the Last Second Bid Podcast, where we discuss fantasy football, look at weekly fantasy performances, and take a look inside our league. I'm your host, Wes Dickin. Thanks for joining us. Once, or twice, so. Welcome to the Last Second Bid Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Dickin. Thank you for joining us for episode two of the Last Second Bid Podcast. Uh, if you listen to episode one, Thank you so much. I will gladly send you some last second bid swag. Just kidding. We don't have any swag. Uh, We're not that kind of podcast yet. Uh, But we are a podcast about fantasy football. Just a reminder, we'll be discussing fantasy notes and player performances, and we'll be following our league, the Trojan Cup, a 10-team league with a hybrid auction, standard snake draft, money, picks, players, all can be traded. And uh, it's a bit of a keeper league. We talked all about that in the last episode, uh, but it all affects team decisions, and it affects some of what we're talking about today. Today's guest is Wyatt Thompson. We'll be talking about some running backs in the third, fourth round. Guys, you can get in the third, fourth round. Uh, Some young running backs, some in some new locations. We'll be talking about a quarterback trying to crack the top five, be a top five QB, and one that might not be on rosters, but had some popularity last season. So let's jump right in, and let's welcome Wyatt Thompson. All right, Wyatt, thanks for joining us this evening. Um, so I wanted to give a quick owner profile of Wyatt. Team name was the Corn Dogs, is the Corn Dogs. Uh, played fantasy football since 2013. That's seven years. Um, but in the Trojan Cup League since 2014, when we moved the league from eight teams to 10. So that's six years in the Trojan Cup League. I bet you don't regret any of those. Not a one. Not a single one. Uh, your best finish was 2014. You finished second. Almost got there. Yeah, that one still stings. Uh, still. The years later. If, if you recall, that would be the, uh, the year Andrew Luck completely crapped the bed <laughs> in the, the season. Um, I believe, if memory serves, not that I'm still holding on to it, I needed less than five points at halftime. And I believe he came out through an interception and then was pulled. Oh, my gosh. And I lost the Trojan Cup on that. That's a terrible way to lose the cup, man. Yeah, he and I still have uh, some unresolved issues. (laughs) I think he and a lot of of people have some unresolved issues right now. No, I'm not mad at him for retiring. I'm mad at him for screwing me out of the Trojan (laughs) Cup. Worst finish was 2016. Apparently, you hadn't recovered two years after that and finished 10th. Um, and then last year, you finished 6th. And I feel like you had an interesting team last year. And we'll get to that, um, we'll get to that here in just a second. I would like to comment on the, uh, the 2016 team. The 10th okay. Finish. That was 0RB before 0RB was a thing. Oh, so you were like trying – you were you – were, you were, entering a trend before it became a real trend yeah i was the uh i was the test dummy i think and but it worked and it was, worked to perfection no, it didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> when you start a team with odell beckham it just it doesn't go well usually so last year finished sixth uh and, and like i said you had an interesting team we'll talk a little bit about the makeup of your team after the draft specifically um but first the first question that i've been asking is who's who was the mvp from your from your team last season would you say well i know russell wilson led me in points i'm sitting here looking at it far and away 
so I mean that's the easy pick but I gotta say Miles Sanders he might have even been a free agent pickup or maybe I got him in the draft I can't oh recall. no you drafted him and we'll talk about that here in just a second you drafted him and he outperformed Alvin Kamara who I spent most of my money on in the auction yeah and uh yeah so Miles Sanders I'd, I'd say, you know, Russell Wilson probably gets the win on MVP, but Miles Sanders gets a couple dark horse votes, I think. I, I actually kind of like the Miles Sanders pick for an MVP. Russell Wilson, like, it's, hard, it's hard to pick a QB for your MVP. Uh, I mean, maybe we could have two, a QB MVP and then an, a rest of your roster MVP because especially in our league, as we've talked before, um, it, the rules are a little different and we give six points per QB touchdown. And so that heavily skews points in QB's favor when you're trying to compare a quarterback to other positions. Miles Sanders, that was a, like I said, we're going to talk about him here in just a second uh, in, in your draft from last year. Uh, but I think that was a good, that's a good pick. And yeah, outperforming Alvin Kamara, who had kind of a weird season. Um, but also I, I feel like this is, you recently you've had Russell Wilson at least two or three seasons in our league and Eric and I were talking about him on the last episode and we're saying that Russell Wilson is a is a quarterback who always seems to fall in our draft he doesn't go as high as some of the other guys I can't ever figure out why because he always performs really well and he seems like he's ended up on your team a lot yeah uh, I keep hearing as I'm preparing for a draft and everything, I hear value, value, value. And he's a value every year. I got him for $8 in our auction. And that's a steal. I mean, yeah. away for practically nothing. Well, that's one of the things that I like about our, our league is that it's, it's kind of almost easy to identify value when you're, when you're looking at it in an auction, because there's an actual number tagged. So, so, you know, when he goes for, seven dollars in our auction when you know uh in previous years aaron Rodgers has gone for 25 uh you know some of the top qbs go for 30 russell wilson for seven that's a steal oh yeah uh, and so you've you've managed to sit back and pull him for a bit talking about quarterbacks talked about russell wilson i want to talk about another quarterback that you and i have discussed recently uh we're in another league together and we actually just made a deal involving this player um, I've, I kind of have tagged him as a guy who is right on the fence of breaking into that top five QBs in the league. Uh, that's Deshaun Watson. I wouldn't say he's already there. You think he's already there? I think he's there. Uh, uh, he, he's, I feel like he's right that he, I mean, he might be at the tail end of that, of that top five. Um, but man, he's, you know, you and I, if I didn't have Lamar Jackson already, in our league, I wouldn't have moved Watson to you, but, but yeah, I feel like he's ready to take maybe even another step forward. Would you agree with that as you're looking into this next season? You, you were the one who reached out to me. So you wanted to make that deal. What did you see in Deshaun Watson that made you want to make that deal? Well, moving uh, Hopkins, I think it requires him to step up. Because I mean, you and I both know that Hopkins for David Johnson is not a straight up trade. <laughs> No, it is not. In, I think we talked about that when it happened. Realm of fantasy. So I think it's a pretty heavy reliance on Deshaun to step up and to be the man and to 
Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, it goes back to discussing how good quarterbacks make their wide receivers better, I think. And, uh, you know, when you have, he had one of the best wide receivers in the league where he knew he could throw the ball every single time. So he didn't always have to make his wide receivers better. He's going to have to now. In talking about quarterbacks, Wyatt, um, there was another quarterback that I wanted to talk about. He's a guy who might not end up on rosters, uh, on fantasy rosters this year, uh, but he had a lot of popularity last year, and he had he had some okay games last year, and that's that's Gardner Minshew. How do you feel? How do you feel about Gardner Minshew this year? First off, you have to respect the stash. That uh, right. Is- he has the wide receivers to do it too. I think so. I think so. You know, his line isn't the best, but they're better on the pass than they are the run block. I, I but think he just I, goes out and plays. Again, I don't. I don't know that anybody will be going out and and seeking him out for a fantasy roster, but he may come into play. I, I don't know. He may come out hot. Uh, and then especially as we look at injuries and things like that, he could be uh, one of the guys that, that, that people want on their team. Looking at his stat line from last year, in 14 games, 3,271 yards passing, 21 touchdowns, six picks. Uh, go ahead and throw 344 yards rushing in there. And then, Somebody's got to run the ball. Uh, right. All right. Well, then you compare him to this QB who threw for 3,827 yards, so 600 more yards, 22 touchdowns, 21 picks, and ran for 141 yards and three touchdowns. Oh, the 21 picks is the dead giveaway, and I can't put the name to it. <laughs> I was going to ask if you oh, could guess. Man. Oh, I, I know. I just looked at that stat, and I thought, you know, not a that might be a streaming option on a bye week or something. And then you see the twenty one picks to the twenty two touchdowns. There's just no way. It's it's Baker. Yes. It's Baker Thank Mayfield. You. Oh yeah. Uh, somebody who and I thought that was kind of interesting when comparing Gardner Minshew to Baker Mayfield. You know, he played Mayfield played two more games <laughs> than than Minshew, but through fifteen more interceptions. Like. <laughs> And Baker had a, Baker had a rough year, but he's a pretty popular QB. And so I think, you know, when you're looking at the two, I, I mean, Minshew definitely comes at a lower cost. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think you're right. I think he has – I think there's some opportunity there with the wide receivers that he has. Uh, I don't, it's going to be interesting. I think the best thing you can say about him, at least for this season – is he's talented enough to not hold those wide receivers back. So I have no issues going out and getting Chark again or getting D.D. Westbrook because I know he's going to put the ball out into play where they can make a play on it. He's definitely, he's definitely for better or for worse, he's going to try to make a play. I, I, I just, I thought that was, I just kind of blew my mind when looking at these two <laughs> QBs. Like if you just said their two names, who would you rather have Baker Mayfield, Gardner Minshew, I feel like people would say Mayfield in a heartbeat. Maybe not Eric. Oh, yeah, not Eric. <laughs> but I feel like but people would say that in a heartbeat, and it's just it like not that, that far apart. When you give that comparison, Eric's got a great point, and it pains me to say Eric is right, but <laughs> Eric is right. Oh, my I mean, especially gosh. when you look at 
It only took till episode two to get that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, the average draft position right now for Garner Minshew is like around 200. So, I mean, <laughs> right. even if you did end up getting, I mean, do we even get to the 200s? I don't well, think we I, do. that's, I mean, that's your, that's your late round QB. That's, that's, yeah. that's waiting that's it your... out, drafting every other position and then going <laughs> after somebody like that. All right. Enough QB talk. Let's get into the running backs. I have a lot of running back talk and I want to start by talking about uh, really you had three, you left the draft last year with three young running backs that I want to discuss. Two of them, I feel like get lumped in together. At least they did last year a lot. I don't know that they will so much this year, but that's, you had David Montgomery and you had Miles Sanders. And you already yeah. said Miles was kind of your MVP uh, for this season. Where do you think these two guys go coming into this next season? Uh, I think they get lumped together just because of the similar situations. I'd say on a talent comparison, it's not really much of a comparison. Mm. Uh, Miles Sanders is just that much better. And not that Montgomery had a bad year. He's just not quite as talented, I don't think. And he's in Chicago. Right. I mean, you know they're going to run the ball to death, but he doesn't have any help. It's, and you it's look rough. at that spread. Yeah, you look at that spread for Sanders, and I mean, they've got a good offense all around. Yep. Uh, their deep threat might be gone. I don't know. Uh, Twitter might have some <laughs> say we, in that. Are we talking about that? <laughs> I we stay out of the we politics. We stay out of the politics. We we're going to go there. I, hey, I don't want any part of the politics. <laughs> but as, as far as fantasy is concerned, I need somebody to stretch the field so that Sanders can get loose. You told me you'd work Deshaun Jackson in there. I told you it was coming. Miles is a pass catcher is, is where he shines a little bit in comparison to David Montgomery. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, I, he only, cause he only had, he only had 800 yards rushing three touchdowns, but he had 500 yards receiving, receiving yeah. 63 targets from the running back position in his first year. That's, that's I mean, that's a, that's yeah. a, that's a healthy dose of targets for a young running back. And I also feel like, you know, he came on a little late uh, because for whatever reason, Philadelphia was kind of just messing around with that running back situation and couldn't really get a handle on who they wanted back there. Well, it's just that rookie running back. And the fact that I had two rookie running backs makes me physically ill because I do not like rookies. You that didn't mean to do my, that. I did have a choice. <laughs> right. I didn't have a choice. You At that got point, stuck. I took what I got. And, you know, not to, uh, to dump on the Kamara anymore, but let me look here. Sanders had 509 receiving yards on 63 targets, 50 receptions. Mm -hmm. Kamara had 533 receiving yards on 97 targets and 81 receptions. Wow, that's that's, that's an interesting statistic. That's right just there. efficiency, man. That's yeah. That's so do you, what I'm so after. <laughs> that's 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 impressive. And so you got to figure he takes a step forward this I would season. Hope so. I would um, hope so. So he's primed. So like maybe maybe his his draft position, maybe his rankings have some merit. I'm looking at where he's falling right now. It really, I'm gonna I'm gonna name some running backs here. I want you to tell me if Miles Sanders, if you would if you would take Miles Sanders uh, before them or after. Okay. So uh, Leonard Fournette. I would take Miles Sanders before him. Le'Veon Bell. Before. Josh Jacobs. I'm gonna say before just for the just because of the receiving game. 
See, I I agree. The the rankings that I'm looking at have Jacobs ahead of Sanders, not by much. Uh, they're close. So really, when I look at these rankings, I see guys that are a couple players away. I think that they're they're almost in the same area. Um, let's throw another one out here. Let's throw out Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Is this possibly holding out Joe Mixon or just Joe Mixon in general? Let's just go in general. <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals, rookie running back, Joe Mixon. Uh, I'd say Joe Mixon. See, that I would too. Talent. But I would too, but it, I'm not as quick to say it as I thought I would be. Yeah, I um, understand that. It took me a second to get and there. So, and then uh, one of the other names I was going to throw out was Austin Eckler. Oh, definitely Miles Sanders. So you have him, I mean, in just what we're discussing here, you have him in like the 10 range, the 9, 10, 11 range. That, I mean, that, the statistic you just threw out about him and Kamara with the receiving yards on targets, you've got to figure that goes up a little. You would think. And you've got to figure that his rushing yards and totals go up a little. He could be, I mean, he could be He's going to get those front-end carries this year. He didn't get them last year. Right. But I think they'll be there this year. And I'm hoping Ooh. that point total is a little closer to 200, 210, I'll, just, I'll, jump to, I'll jump to my last question of the interview real quick because I think I know the answer here. Is he your keeper? Absolutely. Absolutely. Miles Sanders. It took me, it took me 10 minutes to decide because I looked at Russell Wilson <laughs> for eight bucks and I thought, well, you know, I've gotten him for about that same price for the last three years. I'm sure this will finally be the year that somebody else wakes up. But Man. I just can't pass up on Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders I, I for nothing. That. That's that's, yeah, that's that a steal. And then Montgomery, my, like you said, my, uh, Sanders just kind of separated himself with those receiving yards. Rushing totals, Montgomery had more rushing touchdowns, but the yardage was about the same. But, man, uh, Montgomery's 35 targets to – <laughs> to Sanders, I mean, that's yeah. that's a huge difference, and uh, man, that is that is a game changer. Um, well, not to mention, Montgomery is a good player on a bad offense. Sanders is a good player on a good offense, and that's, that's just more production. Talking running backs, I wanted to. I thought I thought it would be fun to talk about maybe do like stock up, stock down on a few running backs who are in new locations. Mm. Um. So the first one that I have, and I'll just give you a name. We'll start with stock up, stock down, and then we'll go into it a little bit. David Johnson going from from Arizona to Houston. Stock up, well, stock down. I would say stock up. Okay. Now, some people up. would say that he uh, – they were showing clips last year where he just looked <laughs> slow. He looked like the injuries may have taken a toll. You're just not buying into that? It was not a good year. And I will confess, I have a soft spot for David Johnson. There I know you a, love David Johnson. As a grown man, I'm not proud to admit this, but there is a 31 Johnson Cardinals jersey in my closet. That is now out of date. I'm not going to have to never get rid of it. I'll <laughs> never get rid of it. I, it has I, good I, memories. It has good memories. <laughs> I, I tend to be like you a little bit. I think stock up. Um, yeah. Well, and as a guy that now has a little bit of stock in uh, Deshaun Watson, I'm really hoping it goes up. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course, and and it, it should. I think um, you know, I, I I like a lot of people are talking about how good the Arizona offense could be. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so some might argue he's leaving a really good offense and going to one that's maybe not as strong. But I think Houston, I think he'll have his opportunities there. And I, their, their O-line isn't bad. I don't know. Maybe maybe he kind of flips the script here and shows that he still has some value. I, I'm liking David Johnson in Houston. I do too. Uh, I think him as a pass catcher out of the backfield yep. has always yep. been one of his For stronger sure. points. Now he has Duke Johnson behind him, and I don't think Duke Johnson ever takes his spot, barring an injury. But he will steal some of those some, some of those receptions. Uh, I don't. He's not stealing any. Uh, Red zone carries, I don't think. No, but he'll he'll get he'll get in that receiving game though. Um, although I don't, I don't know, maybe they'll use them both. Um, they'll have the option. I mean, that, that right. those wide receivers, like like we talked about a little bit earlier, you know, with Hopkins gone, that's a lot of receptions that need to get spread out. It's a true story. It's a lot. There are a lot of receptions there that are kind of up for grabs. And um, you know, Will Fuller's going to miss half the season. Yep. Stock up, stock down. Todd Gurley. I think it's stock up. If anything, I, just because who else is going to take the ball from him? Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. It's a good offense. Yep. Uh, he'll have opportunity. So why not? Yep, I agree. I agree. Stock up. Um, I, I I mean, do you bet against Todd Gurley? I mean, yeah, last year wasn't great. That's going to happen. The dude has been run into the ground. Yep, Absolutely. He took a season off. I'm not mad at him about it. Uh, I think he bounces back. Interesting. If anything, just because the opportunity is there. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. Next running back. Uh, Stock up, stock down. Melvin Gordon in Denver. You know, he might just break even for me because Mm -hmm. he clearly lost a lot of ground when he gave up all that time to Eckler. Yeah. And Eckler showed that he didn't need Melvin Gordon. The, The Chargers didn't need Melvin Gordon. So he moves on to Denver where they kind of have Austin Eckler by committee Mm -hmm. rather than just the one player. Yep. Absolutely. So I think it's probably good for Melvin Gordon as a player, but as a fantasy owner, I don't care for it a whole lot. Yeah. I don't think he's not going to be, he's not going to be somebody I target. Uh, Mm -hmm. He might be, I could see, you know, going back to what you were talking about, about looking for value. A running back who was good at one time, who has experience, who who get like you were just saying about about Todd Gurley taking a year off. Melvin Gordon literally took a year off, yeah. and and so he's fresh. If if he falls and he's a value, I, I might I might buy. I might I might have some Melvin Gordon stock if he fell. And you know I don't think that any of the backs behind him are better than him. Not even close. And it's no. not like he sat out last year for injury. But you know he's going to lose some of those carries to Philip Lindsay. It's yeah. just they're they're not better, but they're talented enough to vulture. Philip Lindsay will always have a job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, he's he's just that guy, right? Like they invested in him. He's a Colorado kid. He's he's going to have a job there. Um, but I, I, I I'm kind of like you. I don't think stock up for Melvin Gordon, but I'm not sure stock down, especially after a year where he did nothing. Literally. He literally did nothing. No, um, it sounds like a good time. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> um, okay, so news 
today, and I, I texted you before we did all this, and I said, I want to talk about this. Yeah. Raheem Mostert says he wants out of San Francisco. They're not paying him. He wants out. Um, they already traded Matt Breida. He's in Miami now. He's a Dolphin. Mostert wants out. Mostert's a guy who I feel like a lot of people kind of had as a sleeper going into fantasy this year. In the playoffs, he played great. Did he play great or did he have a couple great plays? You know what? Let me, let me tell you. I, I feel like he got more, carry, more carries in those playoff games where he played well. San Francisco splits their backfield carries. They did the committee thing. Tevin Coleman's there. Brita, Mostert, McKinnon. Remember when Jarek McKinnon was a thing? That's been a minute. <laughs> it, it, it hasn't been as long as you think. Uh, like, you know, when you're looking at guys who were like, oh, who could step up and be the starter here? McKinnon was actually somebody mentioned. Spark scores, man. They talk about spark scores. They've been, they've been talking about his high spark score forever. Um, as I told you before, Tevin Coleman, somebody who was kind of on my list to watch to see how much I'd have to spend to get him, whatever. I, I like Tevin Coleman. I think he's in a favorable position, but if Mostert goes, he definitely is. And you think you lose a little bit of your, uh, your sleeper status there? I, I do. I'm kind of angry about it, to be honest. I'm kind of angry. <laughs> this, Raheem Mostert, you wait. You wait until after our draft to announce something like this. You wait until Dusty already has you on his <laughs> roster, and then you make that announcement. Uh, you know, he's not doing himself any favors, and uh, apparently he's just taking you down with him. As somebody that's had Tevin Coleman and been disappointed by Tevin Coleman, you're not missing out. <laughs> uh, that, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, but I, I just think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens here because it affects the Niners' backfield, and it might affect some another team's backfield. I did not see myself having any shares of Raheem Mostert this year because I thought he's going to be splitting that backfield. I'm not sure I want to. I don't. I'm not sure I want to pay what I have to pay to get him. I think there's value in the Niners' backfield. People are looking at their running backs. Mostert was the guy that everybody wanted. I think if you wanted a share of the Niners' backfield, I think that's the guy you wanted. And for him to say he wants out. Uh, that that could flip some things. That could flip some things. It's concerning there. when you look at the rest of the team, too. Because I also had Jimmy Garoppolo, which obviously I'm not keeping him, but that makes you kind of question what's going on in San Francisco. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, they're saying it's because most of it wants paid. Okay, I, I wanted to have some fun. So I was kind of looking at uh, a mock draft. I was watching on Twitter. I saw a mock draft go through. Um, and I kind of looked at some spots, and I wanted you to tell me which which starter pack. How about that? Which starter <laughs> pack you like better? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna show um, these teams drafted in the eight and nine spots of their draft, and I'm gonna tell you who they got at quarterback, one wide receiver, running back, and tight end. And I want to I want you to tell me which group you prefer. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather have Matt Ryan, Devontae Adams, Le'Veon Bell, and Travis Kelsey? Or would you prefer a team 
starting out with Tom Brady, Ezekiel Elliott, Julio Jones, and Zach Ertz. Which starter pack? Which starter pack are you are you more interested in of those two? The talent across the board is a lot better with Zeke, Julio, and Ertz, but I dislike Tom Brady so much on a personal level <laughs> that I can't personally. I, I did it one time. I did it one time. I thought, you know what? Forget the the feelings of it. I'm gonna go for the win. And he screwed me hard. You set your personal feelings aside. You're supposed to do I that in fantasy. Yeah. Set your personal feelings aside. But then Tom Brady says, oh, yeah. I have a feeling that I'm on yeah. Wyatt's team. Yep. You know, it was that year that uh, they decided to run the ball in New England. <laughs> with, with five running backs, no doubt. Yeah, probably. Because um, you, you couldn't pick the one. See, the, the problem for me is Ezekiel Elliott and Julio Jones – how do you get them on the same team? Elite. It, it, it had to be at the turn. I mean, if somebody if somebody reaches and takes like a Lamar Jackson in round one, okay, that 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 could bump and or a tra- or a Mahomes like that. Well, if you that take could one, the other one's back. going immediately. Exactly. So I could see where it could happen, but uh, a Zeke Julio Jones crew hard to pass up. is really hard to pass up. But I'm like you, the Tom Brady. I'm not a fan of. And the difference between Kelsey and Ertz is, is big to me. Devonte, the, I, but the Devonte Adams, Julio Jones, there's not, I don't feel like there's a huge difference between those two. Okay. Do you mind if I do some quick math here? Yes. Do your math. Okay. Do your math. Just, just guessing. If you, uh, if you go through and you look at, you know, expected average score per week. I'm going to guess Matt Ryan's going to put up 19, just a shade under 20. Devontae Adams is going to be right around 15. Le'Veon Bell is, is 10 too optimistic? Uh, no, I say, I say 10. 10 is probably fair because he, he got yardage. He, got, he had targets. I think 10 is fair. Okay. And Kelsey, do you think that 13 to 15 range is – underselling him so here's the problem with kelsey and you know i traded travis kelsey last year i couldn't keep him kelsey was my keeper going into last season so i moved him in a trade and here's why the consistency last year for kelsey wasn't there but then he would have these monster games so you were trying to predict when he'd have a two touchdown game (laughs) so on average 13 12 sure okay so we're we're almost to sixty between those four players, which that's not a bad number to be at. No. Uh, now, if I add up the rest of them or the other side, I'm going to put Tom Brady right at nineteen too. I think he and Matt Ryan are pretty much flip in, flip out. Uh, there's no real difference to me there. I think the talent at wide receiver is pretty much the same. Uh, Zeke is a little bit of a difference maker. Yeah, Zeke is a difference maker there. I'd put him at 15. Um, Julio, I'd put maybe a point under Devontae Adams. I think Adams is just going to get just a little bit more. If anything, just because Calvin Ridley's that good. He's going to lose 10 yards of reception or something somewhere. You're right. You're right. And Zach Ertz, I don't think he quite hits 10 a game on average. I I mean, do do you think eight 
eight or nine, I think. Ooh, see, I, I'd be, I'd be leaning more toward, I'd, I'd be leaning more toward seven or eight with Ertz. Really? Yeah. So you're even more down on him. I, okay. I am. I am, and I think that's, I think there's, there's a huge difference between Kelsey and Ertz. Now, you're passing on a stud running back because uh, if you, if you take t- the, the first team of Ryan Adams, Bell, and Kelsey, you're passing on a stud running back in Ezekiel Elliott, but. Is is the difference between Kelsey and Ertz enough to make up for the difference between Bell and Elliott? It's close. Well, I mean, when you get to the at, when you add it all up and you get to the end of it, it's pretty much right there. They're both right at about sixty, by my math. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Some of my league finishes would say <laughs> that I don't have any idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> But you took the time to have me on here, so I'll assume that you think I know what I'm talking about. I, I think that sometimes you do, yes. I'm hoping – I, I actually was hoping that this podcast would be <laughs> one of those times. Um, I, I probably would go with the second team, with the Brady, Elliott, Jones, Ertz. But that's because I value Elliott and Jones, and I look at them both as elite tier one at their position. Right, they're in that first tier at their position. Adams is in the first tier. Bell is not. Um, yes. And then I just, I think I would just take my chances and go with Ertz, because I don't want to pay for Kelsey. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're giving up a second round pick for that. Yeah, exactly. And then, like you said, the difference between Brady and Ryan, probably not that big, especially this, especially this year. Well, you just cut Brady, and then you stream Garner Minshew the whole season. That's right. Stream, <laughs> stream the stash. Hashtag stream the stash. <laughs> it's going to oh, be a thing. Goodness. All right. Now, rounding out this podcast, I, I kind of ask some qu- owner questions. Uh, is this where you start digging in for uh, draft and auctions? Uh, that's nonsense. <laughs> I said in episode one, this is not about trolling my teammates and collecting information. All right. So what, what do you think your biggest strength as an owner is? Why biggest strength? Well, the advantage of knowing about what an injury is and how long a guy's going to be out his return, that leg up on most of you guys, that helps a little bit. Uh, but I would have to say I'm not terrible at any of it. <laughs> you're big, with the you're, exception of <laughs> my biggest strength with, with is that I have of, no weaknesses. I'm not really bad at any specific point of fantasy football, with the exception of zero RB. Okay. Okay. All right. What's your biggest weakness? I do not like to make trades. I mm. I only go to the waiver wire if I'm in need. Okay. So when I draft a team, that's not going to be too far off from the team that I finish the season with typically. Uh, and, you know, I was having this conversation with Dusty the other day. That's your first this, mistake. Oh, no, it makes me feel good about me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, Dusty kind of shared this opinion too, which made me question it for a second. But fantasy football is turning less and less into how strong your draft is and more into how good you work the waiver wire. Dusty said that to you? 
No, I said that to Dusty. Dusty oh, you, okay. I was going to say, man, <laughs> Dusty said that to you? We've got problems if Dusty said that to you. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, it's just, I'm, I'm going to have to change. Uh, the days of the bell car running back are done. Yep. The days of, you know, riding that one quarterback, unless you have one of the two yep. to win a, a whole week, or they're done. You kind of kind of have to have a depth of knowledge of who's out there and who could make that leap if an injury happened, if they got the opportunity. And it showed this year when uh, when Caleb won the championship on it. <laughs> Tannehill. He won with Ryan Tannehill, folks. All right. Wyatt, who's your league rival? League rival? Yeah, who would you say your league uh, rival is? You know, I don't have a personal problem with him until we – go to draft because I've never had a conversation with him, but every year Adam Benton gets under my skin <laughs> at every single draft. Interesting. What does he do? And what is it? Something about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably, he's probably taking players you want. Oh yeah. And that's it what seems it is. Like, it seems like we walked in the door. He looked at my sheet, <laughs> jotted it all down. Real quick. I will say sitting by you at the draft that did seem to have, he did, you guys were bidding against each other a lot. And I feel like your desire for value made it so that you lost those head-to-head bidding wars with him. Well, with the exception of Alvin Kamara, which I still regret. <laughs> <laughs> which he actually let you get. So I heard this. I was talking to the commissioner. He has this idea. I wanted to toss it out and see what you thought. Teams that miss the playoffs play in their own tournament weeks 15 through 17. If you lose, you advance. If you lose the last matchup, you get the loser trophy and you have to pay a dollar to every other team. It's a Sacco chase. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. I don't know why we haven't been doing it. That's how I feel about it. I like it. I like it. I'm glad to hear that you like it too. Uh, I told him I'd start throwing this out on these interviews with you guys, and I would see uh, – not that it matters. We all know Eric's going to do what he wants to do anyway. But I thought <laughs> I'd throw it out there and just see. Yeah. Well, you uh, know, I, it, I did get mentioned in the first show just because I do like to throw ideas out to Eric. If anything, just to shake the tree a little bit, just to see what falls down. All right. Final question, and we'll wrap this thing up. Who is one player, Wyatt, that you have your eye on heading into draft season this year? Well, the easy answer would just be to say Russell Wilson. That's who you're eyeing? Come on no, that's now. That's the easy answer. Come that's on now. Now, we both you, know that's we, you do your own rankings. I know you do your own rankings. <laughs> I know you have some secret formula that you use. Oh, I have more than one formula. You have I have a more whole th- notebook of formulas. Oh, my gosh. I do. I do. Oh, uh, my gosh. So, some of this stuff, is, I don't even know if it's actually math. You want to share just, one with us? You want to share one with us? Ah. Uh, one thing that I do like to look at is a three-year trend. It's basically just uh, what direction are the point totals going for the last three years? Okay. So we'll see if a guy is trending up. Is that the guy that's about to break out? Is it the guy that he's peaked and he's on his way down? Those are the guys that I try to trade. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah. And I will say Russell Wilson, he's kind of plateaued. Uh-huh. For the most part, but it's a high plateau. Okay. Uh, 
So, uh, one might call that consistency. One might. One might. So using all your fancy formulas over there, who don't and don't tell me Russell Wilson. Who is one player that you have your eye on heading into the draft? You know what I want. One guy that you know, if if I could get this guy, I I think I'd be tickled pink. And not even because I think he's going to put up great numbers. I just think the uh, the home run factor is there, and I love the name. I want Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. I mean, I I'm, want hoping, I'm hoping crazy doesn't run in the family. <laughs> and it, or Antonio's just that cousin. All right, Hollywood Brown. That's a good one. That's a good one. Thank you so much, Wyatt. I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And I look forward to having you back on the show again sometime soon. Had a blast. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Last Second Bid podcast. Remember to subscribe wherever podcasts can be found.